Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. And this episode covers both of today's first four games and two more of our favorite plays on Thursday. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with graded A, B, or C picks, are usually available in the Google Sheet linked on the website. At this point, we're going to give you every single pick on podcast. So you'll see those after the games if you want those picks. We've got you covered here on regular episodes and bonus episodes. We're going to break down every single game. As I go through those picks... A picks are the ones I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember the good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, we're starting to fill up that bracket pool, getting some more entries. It's exciting. We will give a shout out to people as that goes along. Where can they access that pool at? It's on ESPN, and if you go into the group section, just search picks with a professor, and the password is professor, all lowercase, and see if you can beat one of us because of Jared, me, or even Professor Sides here. All right, there you go. Before we get to today's slate, a reminder, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Subscribe or follow if you aren't yet. It's the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the March Madness content or that MLB content coming in under a month. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Drop a comment on Twitter or YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. Also, we have a new partnership with ABC Island Sportsbook. You should just sign up using the link on the website or my Twitter bio, or if you use the promo code PROFBETS, that's P-R-O-F-B-E-T-S. You get minus 105 lines for tournament games today, Thursday, and Friday. If you want to protect yourself a little bit from losses or bet your usual amount and win more, it is your choice. It's not an offer that you want to pass up, folks. Jake, today we're going to talk about those two first four games, cover two more Thursday games, and then we'll hit up that bonus episode for the remainder of the Thursday slate. So we got you covered here on this Wednesday. First game, Bryant versus Wright State. 640 Eastern tip. Wright State is a three and a half point favorite. And look at that total, 155 on a neutral site. The under isn't the worst idea in the world, but my goodness, that's a scary play to make. Bryant plays with a reckless pace. Both these offenses are good. Both these defenses are bad. So there's a reason that total is so high. Personally, I like Bryant here. My official play is a B pick on Bryant plus three and a half. The model thinks that Wright State should be favored by more like one and a half with a total a shade lower. The model thinks about 153, but I think Bryant plus three and a half makes a lot of sense here. I don't really know what's going to happen in this game. Both teams have played well lately, so I think getting three and a half points makes a lot of sense. What's your take? Yeah, uh, question before I give an answer. What's like, do you consider this a true neutral site game? Like, Wright State being like 12 miles from the arena? I would consider it a true neutral site game just because of the fact that Wright State, a lot of what happens with the neutral site has to do with the gym, the background, the fans, the, you know, the locker room, right? All of those things like that. So I would consider this a true neutral site game, even though they are playing close. The only time where I wouldn't is the situations when Kansas is playing in Kansas City. You know, when you have the Duke and UNC teams playing in the ACC tournament back when they're hosting that in North Carolina, maybe that's a little bit different because you've got a ton of fans. But even then, it's only like a, a half home court type advantage because you still have the different background, the different, you know, setup, and just things feel a little bit different. And like I said, a lot has to do with just what you're looking at behind 
uh, behind the backboard. So I would still call this a neutral site game. I don't see Wright State, based on the way the tickets go, I don't see Wright State packing that place. Yeah. So I still think this is a neutral site game. It is nice for them. Uh, maybe, I mean, you're talking about maybe a half a point you might give yeah. them, but it wouldn't be very much. I, I still, <laughs> but yeah, good good point, good point. Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of, in a way, I kind of feel sorry for Wright State. You know, a big part of it is getting the travel and do all yeah. that. And they just get to stay at home. It's like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I'm still going, Bryant. I agree with you. I think this is one. Of, this is actually a very exciting game. We've got the two highest scoring duos, uh, like for points per game, going at it. You've got the nation's leading scorer, Peter Kiss, going. There's this is just should be an incredible offensive game. No defense. Like hide your, hide your eyes when they go on that end of the floor. Um, the, both teams have a great offense, like you pointed out. But uh, the free throw shooting is where it kind of gets weird. Um, Bryant is fairly good, and Wright State is bad. And then uh, Wright State really is just a bad shooting team in general. They they hit around thirty percent from three, which so that really surprised me that their offense is good as good as they are when they can't really shoot the three ball. Um, but so the key to this game is going to be the turnovers. Who turns it over the most? Like right now, Bryant averages around uh, like fourteen turnovers a game, and that works out to about eighteen and a half percent of their possessions and. Wright State is just under that with right about 13 and about 17% of their possession. So it's going to be kind of sloppy. Um, I really I really don't think Wright State, like with how they want to play, is this is a bad matchup for them because it's when you're sloppy as that as they are with the turnovers, it's really hard to get any kind of control over the pace of the game. Um, and I don't see Wright State's defense creating enough turnovers to take – uh, Bryant out of their game. Uh, so I think watching, uh, I think Peter Kiss will have a big game. He shows up at big times. I saw him do that in the conference championship. He just really uh, almost beat uh, Wagner by himself there in the first half of it. And he gets real into it. I think he likes being the villain. So even if this was a road game, I think he would, uh, he would still take, take over. And Charles pride is very good too. Um, he actually takes more shots per game and it's a little, less efficient than Peter Kisses, which is wild when you think you've got the nation's leading scorer and you've got your secondary guy taking more shots. Um, so uh, that's that's kind of wild. Uh, I just I think this will be a tight one, like one possession back and forth. Uh, but Bryant uh, Bright taking the points is the way to go. All right. And then for the game right behind that, Notre Dame versus Rutgers. Notre Dame is a one-point favorite. Total is 132. This game really reminds me of the Indiana-Wyoming game from last night. My numbers are spot on. My numbers say Notre Dame minus 0.8. So that's about as close to one as you can get without, you know, hitting it square on. Uh, My total is a shade under what the number is right now. I honestly don't know who wins this game. We talked about yesterday with IU. I thought IU was the better team, but when you're laying four, I was kind of like wishy-washy, didn't really know. This one's a similar thing. I mean, if Notre Dame's better, it's only by the tiniest bit, which is why they're a one-point favorite. You never know what you're going to get with Rutgers, especially when you get outside of New Jersey, but Notre Dame's been inconsistent as well. And playing at a weaker ACC, I mean – that, that means something, the fact that Rutgers has played better competition all year. So I'm not really sure where to go on the side for this game. I'm going to go under 132 as a C pick. Again, kind of similar to last night. We know what we're getting with the pace. It won't be fast. It'll be kind of a slower rock fight type game. As long as these two teams stay true to that, 
I see it being a little bit like last night in that because neither team wants to push the pace, sometimes what happens is each team kind of tries to outslow the other one down, even though that's not exactly what they want to do, especially neutral site, you know, win or go home type game. So I think under is the safer play, but it's not what I love. So only a C pick for me on that under 132. Jake, you're going to have to save the day for us. Who wins between Notre Dame and Rutgers? I don't know if I can save this day. I, I lean, <laughs> slightly lean Rutgers here, like getting the point. I think, like you said, I think this will be a really tight game. Um, Rutgers has played well at the end of the year where Notre Dame didn't. But, I mean, they both played Illinois. Notre Dame got beat. Rutgers split, but the split was at, at Illinois. They lost by 30, and then they won by a decent amount in New Jersey. So I, I don't know what you're going to get out of Rutgers. Ron Harper Jr. is really good. I think the defensive Rutgers is just a tiny bit better, especially with McConnell being the defensive player of the year. Uh, like He averages two, 2.2, two, two or three steals a game, and that, that could be all it takes is the difference, him making a big play at the end and the steal and just putting them up five when they're uh, when, uh, towards the end of the game where in the Notre Dame can't like, get over that hump or something like that. Um, so it's really, it's really hard to pick this. Like all the metrics don't like this Rutgers team, like, but that's because they started off so bad. Like it's hard to get those stats back to where they should be when you're starting off as bad as they did losing to like Lehigh and UMass. Uh, but this Notre Dame team has the opposite problem. They started off good like beating Kentucky, uh, even though it was at home, they still beat Kentucky, and then they've really slowed down throughout ACC play. I, it's just really tough. Um, I really encourage you to watch this game. should be a great game. Yep. Um, like watching Blake Wesley go at it and Ron Harper Jr. and uh, Baker is going to be incredible matchups. So watch it, but I'm not quite sure I, should, I can recommend one. If you really want to choose one, I'm leaning Rutgers. But. All right. All right. And then that takes us to Thursday. We've got two more Thursday plays that Jake and I agree on that we both like. We're going to start off with one of the earlier tips, 1140 Central. South Dakota State is playing Providence. Providence is a two and a half point favorite with a total of 149 and a half. My model pegs the total at 149.3, so I do not have a total edge for you on this one. But the model thinks that South Dakota State should actually be favored by a point. So I have a B pick on South Dakota State plus two and a half. It's almost an A play. If this gets out to three, especially three and a half, that's an A play. I'm not sure it will because South Dakota State appears to be a trendy team. So that seems a little bit unlikely, but I never know exactly where the number is going to go. So if it does get out higher at three, three and a half, that's an A play. I also like the money line. This is a coin toss game. South Dakota State's offense is better than Providence offense by about as much as Providence defense is better than South Dakota State's defense. I think it cancels out pretty well. This is just, to me, Providence getting a lot of respect for their record and not to take anything away from them. But when you win a bunch of close games, that's not necessarily the best prediction going forward. And so I know some of you are going to listen to this and you're going to say Providence doesn't lose. They win close games. All I can tell you is that historically we have a ton of data that suggests that when that happens going forward, teams don't generally seem to be able to keep that magic luck going. That doesn't mean they won't win. It just means it's it's going to fall back to they're going to be 50-50 in close games. I think South Dakota State has a great chance to win this game. And if not, getting two and a half points is, is pretty safe because if Providence wins close, you got a decent chance to still cover there if they win on a last-second bucket. So I think there's a lot to like here on South Dakota State plus two and a half. Jake, what's your angle? Yeah, um, 
like like I said, Providence, like the metrics hate this team. They've like been pulling them out. But how many times can you walk the edge, right, until you fall off? Like it's, you know, it's like they're toying with it, toying with it, and then Creighton took took them out, right? Yeah. Like so, I, I'm not saying I'm expecting South Dakota State to have a 31 to two run, right? Probably <laughs> like, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just ridiculous. But I, I just don't see. I really like the South Dakota State team and their offense. Like they are the very definition of a good offense is your best defense. Like they they put so much pressure on you on the offensively that you feel like you have to score every time you have the ball. And that little pressure on top of like just being a good team. I mean, their defense isn't terrible, but like, I was just I was gonna say their defense isn't bad. It's not great, but it looks worse because they play so fast. But yeah. it's not actually it's not again it's not great, but it's not bad, right? I think they get a bad rap because of the points per game, but it's it's not as bad as it looks. Yeah, that's that's what I was going. It's like it's a little a little bit of mirage if you think their defense is bad. It's not that bad. Um, not not that it's great or anything. And they've got two really good players and Wilson and Shell Shillman Shellman, uh, the. Like, I, I just don't think Providence has it in them to pull another one out. I think the Providence we saw in the tournament that squeaked by Butler, got drilled by Creighton, you saw in the Big East tournament, is the Providence we're going to get in this tournament. I, I think they shot their shot this year, and then their, their luck is kind of running out. Yep, and a fantastic season, however it ends for Providence. Either way, it's just it's tough to keep it going. Um with that sort of luck all season. And then we have a Thursday evening game for you, New Mexico state versus Yukon. That is a five fifty central start. Yukon is a six and a half point favorite with a total of 132. I make this 134 on the total. So the over might be something to look into there, but I'm going to take a B pick on Yukon minus six and a half. Yukon has the better offense. They have the better defense. I have missed on New Mexico State this year. I've talked about that, but not quite as bad as a team like Vermont. I think that New Mexico State, I've tended to fade, and it's been slightly under 500, but it hasn't been that you always fade them and you're always wrong, your numbers are missing. It's more of a you always fade them and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't type situation. I think UConn is the side here, and I like this number under seven. I think if it's close late, UConn can get it done with foul shots. I think there's a decent chance UConn just out-talents them and just kind of pulls away late in the second half. I think there's a good chance UConn's up 12 with five minutes to go, and it's no big deal. And like I said, if not, there's a good chance foul shots get us there. Way more ways that UConn covers this. I think the New Mexico State keeps it in that one-to-two-bucket game. Jay, give us your side and opinion here. Yeah, this line confuses me. This I feel like this one should be a lot higher than what it is. Uh, U- UConn is the much better team they play a much better style of offense and they play really good defense this new mexico state team had a great year but they're very sloppy for for a little more than 14 turnovers a game which works out with the way they play to a little more than one in every five possessions being a turnover that doesn't work against a yukon team um like the way to beat them is like teams like villanova and stuff where they don't turn the ball over you can't give this team extra possessions um and you've got to be able to hit the three ball to beat this yukon team and that is something new mexico state doesn't do they shoot a little bit less than 30 percent on the year um and they're also below 70 at the free throw line so it's not they're not getting the extra point like the extra point when they get the chance and it's really it's going to be really really tough yeah, I, I know this New Mexico State team beat Davidson, but I think that was early in the year and a little bit of a fluke game for them. Um, 
they're just so dependent on Teddy Allen that I, I don't see I, I don't see them coming through with this at all. Sagongo so and RJ Cole will be way too much for them, and then if you add in some of the other players that UConn has, it's going to be it might be a disaster for this New Mexico State team. It's just uh, so sorry for them. I, I think UConn's got this in the bag. Yeah, and like you said, a great season for New Mexico State. But the and, and all four units are, are above average. Yeah. Uh, both offenses, both defenses are good. Um, but the best unit is UConn's offense, and the most mediocre unit is New Mexico State's defense. Not a great recipe for success. UConn should have a lot of success on that side of the ball. The other side should cancel out, but UConn should be able to just outscore them yeah. in that one. And the number, like you said, I, I feel like it should be a lot higher. That number was, you know, the, my model makes it, you know, eight and a half ish. Uh, that number was. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah. You just kind of say, sure. And I don't know how fouls are going to play out at the end of the game. It's a tougher call. And then I'm looking to the total. But at six and a half, I think that's a good number. It's a good, valuable yeah. um, play there. And that's all I've got for you on this episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder: Check out those bonus episodes. If you missed it, check out yesterday's episode. We I gave out two A picks for Thursday games that Jake also agreed with, and then we're about to do that bonus episode as well to cover all of the other Thursday games. So we have you covered. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. That way you get all of the college basketball content. It'll be dropped right into your feed, so you won't miss a breakdown of any of the tournament games. We'll see you in the bonus episode, or if you just want to skip that, you like these plays, we'll see you tomorrow whenever we see you. Remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.